Necromunda, a planet of billions crammed into crumbling hive cities, teeming with violence and riches for those willing to search for them. Gangs who can afford to seek them out hire dome runners, guides with the knowledge of the perils of the Underhive to lead them through danger to new destinations. So grab your ammo and your respirator and join us on The Dome Runners. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Welcome, everybody, to the second annual Dome Runner Sanguinalia special. Just like last year, a little radio play that I've written and some extra little thing that I tacked down at the end uh, to support that most popular of holidays on Necromunda, Sanguinalia. Um, I took kind of a darker approach to the subject matter this year. I don't know. Uh, I think that I'm just in a darker place this <laughs> this winter than I was last year. But uh, regardless, I hope everyone enjoys uh, the presentation. Um, it's wry and nurgly in all the best ways. And with that, uh, moving on, I want to mention that the show's first ever global campaign has to be delayed until February 15th uh, in light of the Omicron uh, outbreak. We are, you know, hoping everyone can get their booster shots and that the uh, wave of cases from the holidays will have died down. Um, I'll dispense with most of the usual topics. Thanks to Don, uh, Dan Taylor for supporting the show as a Venator. And I'd like to welcome Merce J uh, to be the show's first ever Gilder supporter uh, coming in January. With that, let's move on to the radio play. Listener, Jimmy here. Come sit, sit. The plasma core is warm and my servitor is making stew. It'll be a while yet before the food is ready. How's about I tell you a tale to warm your heart while we wait to warm our bellies? But first, I wanted to let you know about our holiday blowout sale at Jimmy's Guns and... What do you mean no ad spots? That wasn't a deal. At the end? Fine. I have to keep them glued to their seats then. All chairs 15% off your local Jimmy's. It was a cold night, not unlike tonight, in one of the low parts of Hive City. The citizens of Hoville were locked down tight to stay warm. There was a little extra juve lying in a bed, sick with some unknown malady. Oh, oh, Doc, my skin is burning. Baby, my dear, you have to lie still. The infection is affecting your equilibrium. I don't want you to take a spill. Her matriarch, Reva, stands in the doorway, looking over the rogue doc she'd hired, hoping to get her money's worth. So, doc, what is it? I've never seen anything that caused a wound like that. No, no, you wouldn't. I'm sorry to tell you this, but she's got the creeping rot. It's rare to see it this high in the hive, but it's a common ailment in certain parts of the underhive. The pathogen lives on rusty metal, and if it's untreated, it's fatal. Please, the pain! Okay, so treat it. If only were that simple. The truth is there's no supplies for the treatment up here, but there's a fungus that grows down in the old tunnels 
on the route to Madness's threshold, that shithole of a settlement. If I recall correctly, it was that shithole that I pulled you out of all those years ago. I gave you steady work, and I'm grateful for it. Here, I can sketch you an image of the mushroom. It's very distinct. Make sure it matches exactly and get at least a pound. The medicine's a small part of the overall plant. I can't tell you exactly where, but I can point you in the right direction. There's a chef down at Polivis that's obsessed with funguses. Reva gathered her climbing gear and provisions. She knew any trip down to the underhive would be dangerous. She stopped into Polliver's Grub, what passes for a restaurant in the slums of Hoville. The chef, Liesel, is in an argument. I don't care if you don't like it. The sign says no refunds. Get out. An angry man turns and storms out, muttering that he'd be back. Reva, what are you having? I have no time for food. I actually need to hire you. I got a need for some mushrooms. These. The doc asked me to make them into a medicine for Loopy. Loopy's sick? But what the hell? Why didn't you say so? Everybody clear out. I'm closing early. The crowd mutters. One of the patrons saddles up to the two of them. He's a tall, muscular figure with the tattoos and scars of an ex-pets fighter. Brooklyn, what are you doing lingering? I want to help you. Loopy's a good kid. Sometimes she spears a sump rat and shares with me while I'm on guard duty with the Heinrichs. Fine. We need all the help we can get. Do you know how to handle the tunnels? Oi, we would do tours of the Underhive dives when I was a young fighter. Good money by no-name standards, and they're just happy to get a performance. You wound up killing a lot of hicks, though. Every mouth breather wants to challenge a real pro. Well, I'm a good climber, light on my feet, but I need you two to watch me back. I'm not much of a fighter. Wasn't you in the guard? I was a cook, Broglin. I was a cook. Oh, all right. Just stay out of the way in a fight and we'll be fine. Noted. Reva gave her companions time to get their gear, and soon they began the trip down to the Underhive. It started with an elevator trip to the edge of their dome, and then a long climb down a drainage pipe. At the bottom, they began to hike, and this is where the no man's land of the Underhive begins. You sure you know where we're headed, boss? Yeah, the last time I saw Belgia's tonic streams was deep down in these side tunnels, somewhere under the refrigerator complex. The moisture from the condenser flows down into the sump. It creates a perfect environment for little things. Oh, that's quite a hike up in Hive City without tunnels and debris in the way. This is a long trip, Broglin. If you don't want to go, you're welcome to turn around. I've survived the Underhive alone. I can do it again if I have to. Now cram it. Your voice carries. And they navigated those broken pipes, rubble, sudden pitfalls, and all the many topological features that come with the Underhive and make it so charming. Speaking of charming, down at Jimmy's Guns and stuff, we got a holiday sale on that. Well, goddammit, the contract said promos, plural. Not just one at the end. Fine. Sorry about that, folks. Where were we? Oh, yes. Our heroes now find themselves unknowingly hacking into peril. I hate these grates in the tunnels. Every time I step on one, I think about falling through it. It's just a matter of time. Oh, quit your belly aching. These tunnels have been here for thousands of years. They'll be here long after you're gone, too. And then, a sound in the darkness. Footfalls. Oh, shit. Get your guns out. Emperor, have mercy. Goddamn scavs. There's more coming. They wouldn't be coming at us if they didn't have enough to overwhelm us. We need to move now. 
The scabs kept coming, wave after wave. The mushroom hunters advanced, hoping to outrun their pursuers, but the scabs were fast and knew the tunnels well. We don't have to kill all of them, you know. Just enough that they think we aren't worth it. Broglin stopped advancing and he drew his chainsword and auto pistol. you can do, you bastards! Broglin was right. Facing the swarm head-on, he cut down half a dozen in a few seconds of heated combat, and suddenly the rest thought better of their choice to pray and began to recede into the shadows. Well, they'll probably be back. We better get going. You're bleeding, you know. Am I? I'll be all right. In time, they began to hear the sounds of rushing water, getting louder as they got closer to the source. Yes, this is the way. Once we get across the sump flow, there's a cavern. How the hell are we going to cross that? They found a bulkhead in the refuse and lashed the rope to it with some pipes to use as oars. They lowered their improvised craft into the waters. The rushing water carried them quickly, but they paddled across the rapids, and as they reached the other side, the boat tipped, and Lisa fell into the waters. Broglin grabbed his hand as he fell. Oh, Emperor, don't let go. I got you, mate. It's going to be okay. As Brogdon pulled Liesl out of the water, something strange scuttled up behind him and bit the wound on his leg. Oh, you little fucker! What are you? A small, round creature with horns and rows of teeth. Brogdon had never seen a Nurgling before. He didn't know it yet, but the bite he received was not from a mortal being. He threw the screaming little ball of pus into the sump. Ugh, I don't feel so good. What the hell was that? There's more of them, look. The Nurglings had ringed the banks of the sump flow and were watching them, chittering and giggling to each other. They seem smart enough to leave us alone, at least for now. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. My legs got all tingly. You should be in this cave up here. They moved cautiously into the dark opening before them. Well, 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 what have we here? Who are you? Show yourself. Well, that wouldn't be very fun now, would it? wouldn't want to spoil the anticipation. We've already been through enough on this trip. Just tell us who you are, mate. Oh, that is the right question. I am known by many names, but here I am the gardener. Yes, yes, I remember now. I saw you briefly when I was here last. I snuck around you to get the ingredients. I didn't know you tended these caverns. Oh, yes, my talented friend. I knew of your transgression, but I was impressed with your skills. You can get past me undetected. Didn't the locust call you something? Mr. Scratch? Yes, I have been called that before. I prefer old Nick. Listen here. I'm not going to treat with some echo in the dark. We're here for the ingredients we need to save a child's life. <laughs> oh, I know exactly why you're here. No need to explain. There's hundreds of the fungus you need, just on the other side of the veil. So why are we still talking? Oh, I think it's probably because you're not sure of what I'm capable of. And I haven't acted because I'm fascinated by your love for a child and how it drives you to such desperation. It's touching. 
Compassion is the most baffling and wonderful gift of humankind. Stop wasting our time. What do you want? It's simple, really. Just a quick game to see if you're worthy. What kind of game? The kind where I ask you a riddle and you answer. Nice and simple. But think first. You don't want to get it wrong. Fine, out with it. Now, now, there's one for each of you. First, for Liesel, the fine thief that you are, and I hear good things about your cooking, too. Tell me this. I speak without a mouth. I hear without ears. I have no body, but I come alive with the wind. What am I? No body, no voice. His sound? An echo! Very good, very good. Now, Roglin, my dim friend, I am not alive, but I move. I cannot reproduce, but I am everywhere. My name brings fear, but I die in sunlight. What am I? I don't... Uh, a vampire? Uh, uh. Roglin collapsed before he could finish the word, but it was clear he'd answered wrong. Well, I'll give him points for originality. In a way, he did answer correctly. A virus. Hole in one. What? You're too young. Never mind. Reva went to Broglin, but he had no pulse. He was dead. A little bat from the Nurgling had taken him swiftly. Young miss, there is still the matter of the last riddle. Yes, Empress, damn you, what is it? I have many faces, but one name. I tell you what's to come, but I know nothing. What am I? Tells the future. Faces. The tarot! Nick steps out of the darkness, smiling. He's towering, seven feet tall, perhaps, and wears a red coat with fur fringe. His body is covered in pustules and sores, and a large rift runs down his stomach with organs visible through the gaping hole. He carries a gnarled wooden object. I am a being of my word. You can harvest your mushrooms on one condition. What is it now? I keep Broglin. He's too heavy for you to carry back anyway, and I need the constant supply of bodies. And while you're at it, take this coin as a reminder of this moment of desperation you found yourself in. Nick snaps his fingers in the cavern filled with light. Dozens of bodies lay on the floor, mushrooms growing on and around the corpses. He flicked the coin to Reva. There's no better manure in the universe than failed human ambition. I'll be seeing you. Nick smiled and winked and suddenly wasn't there anymore. Liesel and Reva began collecting the strain of fungus that they needed. They even grabbed some for Liesel to cook and serve in their next meal. They made their way back up the tunnels. Perhaps it was the lack of Broglin's clomping boots or perhaps they just found better prey, but the scavies weren't there when they returned and they soon found themselves riding the Hoville elevator up. Shame about Broglin. He was a good man. Sorry to see him turn into mushrooms. I think that's the fight that we all wait for, eh? Yana was able to synthesize the treatment in a matter of hours, but it would still be a few days until Loopy recovered. 
As she watched over her, Reva heard her voice. It was good to game with you, my dear. I should like for us to play again. How are you speaking to me? My dear, I've been with you your entire life. Every desperate moment, every fear, every anxiety. I am your best friend, and you, my dear, will soon come to understand as I do that there are greater things in this world than us. But what are they? In time, I will show you. And little Loopy got better, and the story ends with them all living happily ever after, probably. Now, where was I? Oh, yes, come on down to all Jamie's Guns and Stuff locations and get yourself... "'Twas the night before Sanguinalia when all through the hive a creature was stalking the shadows alive. The factoria were closed for the feast of the morn, but tonight old Nick makes someone wish they weren't born. The children all feared him bloated and red, for their parents told stories of him coming for their heads, but Nick wanted more than just decapitation. He sought to barter with the grift of revelation.' He came upon a scummer, dirty and poor, and asked this man to share his story and more. Away from me, figure, shouted the vagrant, but Nick's claws came out and soon blood was rent. The glow of the lanterns had dimmed to near dark, so the blood was almost black. The man's skin was stark. Though injured, the man, he found, he still drew breath. A burning and stinging feeling was all that was left. The disease will soon render you hollow, my dear. The man's eyes teared as he looked back at Nick with fear. But you needn't perish on this holy day. With a prayer to my lord, I can show you the way. The man groaned and he threw up on the ground. He'd give almost anything for deliverance, he found. Repeat after me, my lovely gutter trash. Praise be to the lord of the pustule and gash, the joyful song of the maggot and fly, feeding on decay before taking to sky, and with the seventy times seven dark plagues, racking eyeballs and organs and arms and legs, great deliverer from despair and misery, accept a new servant to spread your infamy. Weak as he was, the man could only mutter, but he found himself gasping out the words with a stutter, unsure if the figure put him under some spell, or if he was near enough death inhibition fell. But as the words left his lips, he felt a great surge. All the pain was now gone. He was left with an urge to stand and embrace the strange figure before him, who minutes before had slashed open his limb. I feel none of the aches of my life, my good man. What is this miracle cure that's at hand? The man's pustule-covered lips cracked into a smile. Why, the blessing of Nurgle, your new lord, my child. He chuckled and danced and then asked old Nick, How can we spread these blessings to the sick? 
The strange creature told him, Find those in despair, those places with the odor of sick in the air, and offer them freedom from the feelings of dread. Give them the kiss of Nurgle on top of their heads, and soon they will dance with relief at the power unlocked by this newfound belief. He smiled and winked. His night's work was not done. This man was the first of the night, but not the only one. Keep the faith, my dear child, the creature implored, stepping into the shadows to serve his dark lord. But the creature did say as he disappeared appeared from sight. Happy Sanguinalia to all, and to all a good night. that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much to everyone for listening and supporting the show for the last year. Um, it's just been such a pleasure to explore these wonderful worlds with you. And I look forward to uh, exploring all kinds of fun, new topics and environments in the future. Um, especially now with the YouTube channel, I really feel like I can delve into um, more varieties of topics. I'm even working on a essay about a movie that I really like um, that just came up on Amazon Prime. So uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, I feel like the podcast you know, I can do other things with it. I can explore other things with it, not just Necromunda, but it really does feel like the core of the podcast is about, you know, skirmish gaming. So, you know, hour long essays about how much I like a rock opera about harvesting organs doesn't really fit here. Um, so it's kind of nice to have YouTube as a platform because there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about that is all stuff that I'm passionate about. And that's, you know, that's fun to create. So everyone have a wonderful holidays. Please, please, please stay safe. Get your booster shots. Uh, you know, it, it's hard a year after the toughest winter to be in the same situation again. Um, so please, everyone, just be careful. 